Well, praise the Lord. This is Pastor Jerry, once again, bringing you the Word of God. Always an honor, always a privilege. So grateful that you're connecting with us. Today we're jumping into the book of Deuteronomy once again. Deuteronomy chapter 30, please. Hallelujah. We've been talking about choosing life. Amen. Praise the Lord. And I want to talk some more about that this, uh, again this week. Uh, chapter 30 and verse 19 and 20 of Deuteronomy 30. And says this, this is the Lord, of course, talking through Moses. I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you, uh, that you have, or pardon me, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live. Now, obviously, it affects both you and those around you. That you, it's verse 20, that you may love the Lord your God, that you may obey his voice, and that you may cling to him, for he is your life, amen, and the length of your days, and that you may dwell in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give them. Obviously, praise God, pretty good promises there, amen. So God is your life, it says in verse 20, and he gives you longevity of life, okay, so there's a difference there. He's trying to make a difference between the fact that he is your life or your sustenance, amen, and that's why he says earlier, choose life. What he's saying is, choose him, all right? Then it says, and the length of your days. In other words, and now also offer longevity of life, amen. Uh, and then it goes on to talk about uh, uh, your inheritance, you know, uh, uh, obtaining the land, praise God. So, amen. Uh, let's back up here. Verse 19, I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you. Amen. What well, he just got done talking the last few chapters, chapter 27, 28, 29, 30, talking about, amen, the, the promise of the blessing. And then also give some definition of not only the blessing, uh, but also of the curse and giving you some clarity of what is the curse. Uh, as we've been bringing out in this series that the blessing and the curse are both out there. Amen. And it's going to be based on the choices that you make, whether you're going to operate under the blessing or you're going to operate under the curse. It's just kind of how it works. And he made it real clear what the difference was, all right? Took time and defined out what the blessing, took some time and defined out what the curse is. And he even kind of went a little bit more in depth with the curse. And I was kind of grateful that he did it. Uh, not that we want to, you know, you know, focus on the curse, but the, the, the cool thing about it is he kind of made it real clear. You know, if you got... Uh, family problems, kid problems, marriage problems, financial problems, business problems, health problems, uh, you know, the uh, disease, sickness, all that kind of mess. Uh, he, he lets it be known that's all part of the curse. It's all under the curse, all right? Now, the reason that's so good to understand that is because you can call it on the carpet then. You understand, okay, that's of the curse. Okay, well, obviously, I don't want to operate under the curse. I'm going to choose life. I'm going to do what it takes uh, to keep life and life abundant rolling in my life, keep the blessing rolling in my life, praise God. And so that's why he says, choose him, amen. So this is an uh, initial choice, you know, choose him, choose life, amen. He is your life, he's your sustenance, he's your, uh, you know, your strength, your all in all, your, uh, your, you know, his power and ability is all for you, praise God. So his life is amen, is your life, amen. In fact, the new covenant brings out real clear about the Lord, amen, uh, that his life is our life, amen. That's what it's about, praise God. Hey, this is what he's saying here in Deuteronomy. And he says that choose life, amen, that you and your descendants may live, amen. So it isn't just something that affects you. 
I kind of get on that a little bit, and I've probably done that a little bit in the past in this series, but the bottom line is this, okay? Sometimes we, people think, well, it's my choice. I can do what I want. It's my life. Uh, you know, whatever. It just affects me. Your choices don't just affect you. Now, your, your walk and everything might be a very, um, very pri- you know, personal thing, I should say, a personal thing, but it's not private, okay? Your walk affects others. It just does. And, you know, even, if anything, it at least affects your spouse, your kids, okay, uh, your church. I mean, it just does, okay? So uh, that's why we want to choose life. We want to choose Him. Now, you get into verse 20 here of this, and as we brought out every week, uh, the New Living Translation of verse 20 says that you can make this choice. In other words, uh, you know, this choice of life, you can make this choice by loving the Lord, obeying Him, and committing yourself firmly to Him. And it goes on to say, this is the key to your life. Amen. I like that. So New Living brings it out real good because... These three areas, the love God, obey, amen, and cling to Him. Three areas, okay? He says, if you will walk this, that's making that choice. If you're going to say, I'm going to choose God, if I'm going to choose life, amen, if I'm going to choose Him, then what does that mean, okay? Uh, you know, it's not just about a selection, okay? Well, you know, okay, that looks really good, that doesn't look good, so I'm going to choose this because it looks really nice. And It's not just about that. It's, a, it's about, amen, a relational thing. It's about following when you're being led. It's about being committed to this. Amen. And if you're, if you're going to be committed and you're going to stay in a place of intimacy and connect and follow every time he leads you, then yeah, you've made a choice for life. You made a decision to, to make him your life. Praise God. You are choosing him. You're choosing him as your life. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. So let's define it a little bit. It kind of already did, but let's do it again. The word love here is a word uh, that means to be friend. It's talking about really just becoming a friend, communing, fellowshipping with. In fact, most of your uh, patriarchs of faith, uh, the scripture says that they walked with God. And all that means is they communed with God. It means that they literally, it, it speaks of small talk. They just carried on, developed a friendship with God. In fact, the one we're going to talk about today uh, is also one that walked with God. Amen. And by the way, it's going to be Joshua who we're going to talk about today. Last week we talked about Moses. And, uh, you know, obviously Moses uh, you know, was a friend of God, amen, just like Abraham was a friend of God. And we can go on and on and on about many of our patriarchs of faith that walked with God, befriended God, became real close and intimate with God, amen. And as a result of it, then it goes into the next thing about obeying Him. And what it means is to listen with intent to obey is what that word means. And so bottom line is, as you begin to de- develop that friendship, Now, all of a sudden, here comes the biddings and the promptings and the leadings from him. Amen. And all he's asking is, follow when he leads. Amen. In fact, if you look at, you know, back in like uh, chapter 28, when it makes it very clear, the blessing, the curse, and it comes right down uh, to this or that that determines the blessing and the curse, and that is whether you're going to follow when he leads. Listen to his voice and follow it. Amen. Hallelujah. And every time he leads you to do something, if you do it, you walk toward the blessing. Amen. And when you choose to not, you're not walking in the blessing now. Now you're opening up the door for the curse. And that uh, uh, many uh, of our other references that deal with doing and not doing, it it says it's a wise individual or a fool. All right. Well, to me, that's just that's pretty plain and simple. Amen. I'd rather be a wise individual than a fool any day. Well, that just comes down to following when it leads. So we love the Lord your God. We 
obey his voice. And then it says, and we cling to him. And that's a word that really brings out a sense of commitment. When you really look at it, it's about being committed. Amen. In other words, you're going to say, I'm going to follow today. And you might, you might follow today. And then tomorrow he says something that's going to go cross grain with your day or go cross grain with, uh, you know, you're just not going to, you know, just feel like I can't do that today. So the point is this, you know, when we're talking about following God, it's got to be a daily thing. You know, you're making a true commitment to him that whatever he leads me to do, I'm going to do. Amen. And so it's about, it's about befriending him. It's about following when he leads and about, amen, staying committed to it. Praise God. Amen. And this is how it works. This is, if we're going to say we're going to choose life, amen, that's what it means to choose life. Now, obviously, a little longer on the review than I wanted. Uh, today, I said, well, I want to talk about this man named Joshua. Amen. In fact, if you just kind of go a couple pages over here and you go to Joshua 1, amen. And there's some things about Joshua's life, you know, that maybe I'll bring out. And then, and then I want to just kind of talk to you about some of the things the Lord instructed him to do. Amen. And kind of just get some insight on that. Amen. Now, the, the, cool thing about, um, the cool thing about Joshua, the Word makes it real clear. Let me just kind of do this just for sake of time. I'll just kind of fly through some of this. Uh, the Word says that he sought and he communed with God regularly. We see some of that reference in Exodus uh, 33 is a big one there. Uh, but it brings out, amen, the fact that he spent time in the presence of God. This is even while Moses was still leading, okay? So Joshua began to develop this intimacy, this friendship, okay, hang on to that, right? So this friendship with God, amen. The word says uh, that he referred to God as the living God, amen, which means he saw him as a present, ever-present God, amen. So that's, that's see, obviously he befriended God. He, he saw God as his source of sufficiency, amen. The word said he feared the Lord. The word said he was on, had an honorable spirit, Amen. The word says he served the Lord in sincerity and truth. Amen. The word was very clear that he served his leader, who was Moses, for 40 years. Okay. He served uh, Moses uh, with a submissive heart. Amen. And obviously proved his loyalty. Amen. To, uh, to his leaders. Uh, to the people that he, he served. Uh, and to his God. Amen. And this is the gentleman we're talking about today. This man named uh, uh, Joshua, pardon me. Um, and so, uh, anyway, um, the bottom line is, let's see here. I want to go to, I, I'm in chapter 1. What I wanted to do today um, is really kind of go through some things that the Lord spoke to Joshua, okay? And uh, really what you see in Joshua's life is the things that we, we see in Deuteronomy there about a man that, developed uh, an intimacy with God, a man that was willing to follow when he was led, and then uh, a man that stayed committed to it. And we definitely see that in Joshua's life. So here we're starting here in the very beginning. Now, now Moses is gone, and Joshua now is, is taking the helm, and, and he's uh, uh, you know, going to lead God's people into the promised land. And, and there's a lot of, a lot of things going to happen here, and we're going to see some of that here as we kind of get into this. Uh, but right off the bat, the Lord starts giving him some instructions. And, and what I wanted to do today is just give some insight on that. Because uh, when you talk about, you know, befriending God, you know, loving God, you know, uh, obeying when he leads and staying committed to it, you know, clinging to him, staying committed. Amen. I just feel like, you know, there's so many things that are very necessary to have alive working in us if we're going to have that happen. Praise God.
I hope that made sense. So Joshua 1, and I'm just going to read through about, about nine verses, and then I'm going to come back up, and we'll just kind of, kind of pull some nuggets out of each one of these verses here. So after, uh, verse 1, chapter 1, it says, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, okay, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am given to them, the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and uh, to the uh, great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. Verse 5 says, No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life, as I was with Moses, uh, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage. For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which, um, which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Uh, do not turn uh, from it to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. Verse 8, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, uh, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. You see, notice the Lord's repeating this, all right? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Praise God. That was the initial instructions for Joshua now. And remember, Joshua had already proven that he was a man that wanted to become intimate with God, develop a friendship with God, um, and obviously now the Lord's communicating with him. Amen. And, we're gonna, and you actually see that throughout quite a bit here in the book of Joshua, uh, the Lord uh, uh, speaking to Joshua directly, and, uh, and of course, Joshua following. Amen. Obviously, there was uh, one or two little cases in there. We had a little glitch here and there, and in both those cases, you know, kind of uh, kind of didn't get a hold of the leading of God and kind of stepped out moving forward, and as a result of it, uh, had an issue. Amen. But he cleared them up and moved forward. Amen. But we're, we see this whole thing of choosing life, becoming intimate, um, you know, following God, and, and staying committed to it, you definitely see these kind of traits in Joshua. Amen. He obviously was a man uh, after, you know, in a sense, after God's own heart. Praise God. A man that was willing to follow him. Amen. And to uh, stay committed to it. And we see that all the way up to the end of the book when he's addressing the people of God and just says, as for me and my house, we're going to serve God. In other words, he's proven to all of them. Amen. Not only did I take the time to lead you in and do all, everything God has asked me, I'm going to continue to live for God. Amen. If you ever come over to my place, I guarantee I'll be serving God. Amen. And he made that real clear. Joshua goes down in history as a great and mighty man of God. Amen. And, and a great leader, a great leader. Amen. A man that was really uh, somebody you could pattern your life after in a lot of ways. So anyway, again, a lot said, but let's go back to verse one here and just kind of pull out some nuggets here. All right. And the first one, verse one, it says, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua. All right. So here he is talking to him, uh, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant saying, okay. Now, the first thing I want to just bring out is obviously Joshua heard it, okay, he's already been, you know, developed that intimacy, already developed an ear to hear God, amen, and really all he's saying is that, you know, what I want to bring out here is stay attentive, because 
Here he is now. Okay, it's time to listen up. Okay, God's trying to instruct. God's trying to lead here now. Amen. And what we see in Joshua is a man that stayed attentive. Amen. So now God's talking to him. All right. So he's picking up on this. Amen. And if you really stop and you think about all that he was instructed to do, if, if he wouldn't have grabbed hold of everything that God said to him right off the get-go here, I mean, it, it might have been a different story, all right? So he grabbed hold of what God was saying. So first and foremost, he stayed attentive. I mean, that's a key. Amen. Stay attentive. Amen. Don't just, uh, you know, the word is so clear, you know, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding, and in all your ways you acknowledge him, and he'll direct your paths. You know, if you don't stop once in a while and acknowledge God on a daily basis, you may miss a lot of instructions, a lot of things that maybe God is trying to lead you in or talk you through or whatever. Amen. So it pays to stay attentive. Amen. That's my point. Amen. It pays to, you know, stop uh, uh, throughout the course of your day and give an ear to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Whether it be just through your communion with Him or whether it just be sometimes just to get still and know that He's God. And we can go all kinds of references here, but the bottom line is you just got to learn to stay attentive. Amen. Because I believe God wants to lead us every day, praise God, and throughout the course of the day. Amen. You know, you think about so many times, I've heard people say, I just don't understand why there ain't as many signs and wonders and miracles like there used to be. Well, I, I believe the only reason that is, is people are not listening. People ain't being led. Okay. I think God's trying to lead them. Uh, but people are just not being attentive. They don't have an ear out there to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is trying to say. And the Word's real clear. He's made your ear to hear. He's made your eyes to see, praise God. And I don't believe He's just talking physically. He's talking spiritually, praise God. He wants to show you things. He wants to say things to you. And you understand that's how Jesus operated. Amen. Jesus operated that way. He says, I don't do anything unless I see the Father do it. I don't say anything unless I hear the Father say it. So Jesus understood the importance of staying attentive, praise God. Hallelujah. And doing whatever it takes to keep your ear in tune if God wants to begin to speak to you, praise God, or your eye hooked up so you can see when he begins to show you things. Amen. I hope that made sense. But to me, that's what's going on here. We're seeing, obviously that Joshua had an ear to hear. So the Lord begins to talk to him. And, you know, for whatever it's worth, I think it's, it's worthy at least bringing this up. You know, he's not just talking through, uh, you know, through the, the priesthood. You know, he could be just ch- talking through Aaron or somebody, you know, or somebody of that family, you know, of the priesthood. He's not. He's talking directly to the leader. Amen. He's talking to Joshua himself. Amen. Just like he did Moses. Amen. But Joshua developed that intimacy with God. Joshua saw him as the living God, the God who's ever present, praise God. He saw that. He, re, he, he had a, a revelation of that, an insight of that, praise God. Amen. So the first thing is stay attentive. So obviously God now is communicating with him. Verse 2, he says, Moses, my servant is dead. You know, what a, what a eulogy, right? I mean, it's about what, five words there, you know, Moses is dead, okay? Anyway, now, therefore, arise, go over to this Jordan, amen, and you and all this people to the land which I am given to them, the children of Israel. Now, what we see going on here, okay, is there's now a, a change. There's a shift, okay? Hallelujah. There's, there's some kind of a shift going on here right now, okay? So now he's saying, listen, this is the way it was. It's not that way no more. Okay, Moses was leading, and, and, but now he's gone. You're now leading. We're, we're heading out here, okay? Everything's changing. 
Okay, so the, the next thing that I would bring out in, in verse 2 here is that you got to stay pliable. Amen. You're going to have to stay moldable, so to speak. You're going to have to stay in a place where he, uh, you know, maybe he can teach you, show you, lead you into a different direction if need be, begin to give you steps that maybe it might go a little bit cross-grained with what you thought you were going to do today or whatever. You're willing to stay pliable. Amen. There's just something to be said about that, amen, about staying pliable, praise God, hallelujah. The word says, delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of his heart. Now you think, well, what does that have to do with it? Well, the word delight in that reference there in Psalms is, is, is talking about being pliable. In other words, if you stay pliable, he can actually direct you, lead you, and bring things to pass in your life, amen. And that's exactly what we're seeing in Joshua's life, amen. Not only was he attentive to hear when God began to communicate with him, but he was pliable enough when God said, okay, life as you know it is now different. This is the way it's been for the last 40 years. It's not that way. As of this day on, it's changing. And he was willing to do that, praise God. So that's what you see in verse 2 here. Amen. He, he says, uh, uh, now I'm giving this land to which I'm, uh, to you and the children of Israel, to you and all this people, to the land which I'm given to them, the children of Israel. There we go. Amen. That's verse 2. Verse 3, he says, every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses. Now, there's a couple things you could bring out of this. You know, obviously, it's time to move forward. Amen. It's time to take ground. Okay, obviously, what you're seeing this here. But to me, it's about staying assertive. Okay, you know, staying after it. Keep moving forward. I think that's what you kind of see here. Um, it says, um, let's see here, I, um, about going forward, taking each step. Okay, to me, it's just uh, staying assertive. Uh, the word says, not that I've already attained, but I am or already perfected, but I press on. Paul brought that out. To me, that was about being assertive. Amen. Um, you know, I don't have all the answers yet. I, I might not have done everything right, but I know one thing. I keep moving forward. I take ground. Amen. Well, that's exactly what's going on here with Joshua. Amen. It's time to move forward, take ground. You're going to have to be assertive. Amen. And he says, every place the sole of your foot's going to tread upon, I'm going to give it to you. So you're going to have to put your foot out there and take some ground. That's what he's saying, okay? So you're going to have to move forward. You're going to have to take ground. You're not going to be able to just sit here, amen, and think everything's going to turn around. Now, I think, to me, that's just, I mean, that's huge, okay? Because when you think about it, I mean, a lot of stuff I see nowadays, a lot of people just ain't assertive. A lot of people just ain't moving forward, okay? They just want to sit and expect everything to be handled. And I've seen that a lot even in their walk in God. Okay, they're waiting for God to fix everything or God to turn around everything or God to handle everything. And, and don't get me wrong, God's your source, no doubt about it. But you still have to be assertive. You still got to be willing to move forward. You still got to be willing to put one foot in front of the other and begin to take ground. And as you begin to take ground, the word says he'll give you, uh, you know, the, uh, what it say here? I will, I will uh, every place the sole of your foot will tread upon, I've given you. Every place the sole of your foot Every place the sole of your foot, every place the sole of your foot will tread down, I'll give it to you. But you got to be willing to tread. You got to be willing to move forward. You got to be willing to take those steps. A lot of people just ain't willing to do that anymore. Well, child of God, as far as you and me, we're going to move forward, right? Amen. That's what it's about. So you're going to have to stay assertive. So it's talking about staying attentive, stay pliable. And here we're seeing about staying assertive, praise God. Verse four now, amen. 
from the wilderness and this Lebanon as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. Amen. Now, I thought what I brought out of this, what I thought would be worthy of bringing out, you know, he's kind of defining it a little bit. Uh, the wilderness uh, and this Lebanon as far as the great river of the Euphrates, the land of the Hittites, the great sea, uh, uh, to, uh, pardon me, to the great sea. Uh, toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. But you notice he said something in here. He said, all the land of the Hittites. Okay, so he, he's, he's kind of given the boundaries, where what I'm giving you here. But he says that, you know, as you're moving forward, okay, as you're taking ground, uh, you're also going to be taking some ground of all the land of the Hittites. Now, I, I think it's worthy of bringing out here because the word Hittite means to be terrorized by intimidation, believe it or not. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. So the Hittites uh, mean to terrorize by intimidation. All right. Now, the scriptures are pretty clear. With every bit of opportunity also comes opposition. Okay. Paul made that clear in the, in the, in the, the epistles. Amen. That with opportunity also comes opposition. Amen. Now, nobody probably really wants to hear that. Amen. That's probably the facts. But what he's saying here uh, to Joshua is to stay aware. Amen. I'm giving you the land. You're moving forward. But you, it's not going to be a cakewalk, man. I mean, you're, you're, you're going to have to take ground by you're going to have to be willing to fight. Okay, there's going to be those that are come that are kind of somehow terrorize you through intimidation. And you're going to have the purpose to not be intimidated. All right, you have the purpose to know that you're going to take ground. But bottom line is you're going to have to know that there's going to be opposition. That's really the name of the game here. And I think, boy, to me, it is so true, okay? I can't, I, I, I'd probably hammer on this probably way a, a lot, okay, a lot. I hammer on a lot. And that is this, okay? The word says to submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee. Amen. And the reason he says submit to God is because that's where your source is. But then it says resist the devil, and he'll flee. Because the enemy is always trying to pressure you. The enemy is always trying to, one way or another, trying to somehow push you back, to terrorize you, to intimidate you, whatever. And you got to be willing every day, amen, to not only submit yourself to God, but be willing to resist your enemy. Now, the reason I think it's important to understand that is because when God leads, he didn't say that if you go forward, there's never going to be opposition or pressure. He's letting it be known. There's going to be pressure. There's going to be opposition. When you make a decision to choose life, you have to understand there's some things you're going to have to fight for. There's some things you're going to have to push back uh, if you're going to take ground. And you got to be willing to do that. So I believe in here he's also telling us to stay aware of that. Amen. Don't lose sight of that. Don't be taken off guard because you take a few steps and all of a sudden you, you kind of get blindsided by uh, some attack of the enemy. Amen. Be aware that the enemy's out there. And if you're going to take ground, also understand, amen, I think it was... Um, uh, Nehemiah, uh, when they were rebuilding the wall, this kind of jumps in my spirit right now. And uh, as he was, they were rebuilding the wall, the word says, you know, they had their tool in one hand to rebuild the wall and they had their weapon in the other hand. Okay. Why? Because they knew that the enemy was out there lurking. All right. So not only were they working to build something, they were also, amen, not only they taken ground, so to speak, but they also had their weapon in hand ready, amen, to, to, uh, to take on any kind of onslaught that the enemy might bring against them. So it's, it's definitely something to be aware of, praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. So we stay attentive, uh, stay uh, pliable, stay assertive. 
and also stay aware. Praise God. Verse 5, no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Amen. Now, I think there's a lot of things I could get out of this, uh, but the one thing I want to bring out, amen, is stay accountable. Now, the reason I say that is because bottom line is you got to avoid excuses, okay? And I believe that's what he's saying to Joshua here. He says, listen, no man, if you just keep if you do what you're called to do, no man will be able to stand against you. If you do what you're supposed to do, no man will be able to stand against you. As I was with Moses, I'm going to be with you. I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to forsake you. And I believe that's a word to you and me. So that means we really have no excuses. Okay, we can't say, where's God? No, God, he's with us. We, we can't say, we're on our own. No, you're not. He's right there with you. Amen. Uh, you know, why aren't the enemy backing down? Well, it could be you're not, pre- you're not pressing on them. It could be you're not resisting. All right? So the point is, we're not going to have any excuses. So I believe what he's saying here is stay, amen, as, as I said, stay accountable, praise God, amen. So understand if I do these things, amen, the enemy's going to back up, amen, and I'm going to take ground. I have a God that's with me, a God that'll never leave me nor forsake me, praise the Lord. Oh, hallelujah, praise God. So, amen, hallelujah. Let's see here, what do you want to do here? Let's, verse 6 now, be strong and of good courage. For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Okay, so what we're seeing right now, now he's starting to say, listen, okay, you're going to have to be strong and you're going to have to be courageous, all right? Be strong and be courageous, praise God. Hallelujah. So I'm just even going to say it this way, uh, stay encouraged, okay? To me, I think that's what he's saying here. Stay encouraged, amen? Do what it takes to stay encouraged. The word says of David, when, when everything was going against him, the word says he encouraged himself in the Lord, amen? He did what it took to keep himself, his fire lit. He did what it said to, to keep himself uh, moving forward. He kept him, whatever it takes to stay in a place of courage, Amen. Not backing up or quit, but to keep himself fervent in God, so to speak. Amen. Keep himself encouraged in God. Hallelujah. And I believe that's what he's saying here. And, and, and for whatever it's worth, I think at least if you look in this verse 6, he says, I'm going to divide uh, for this people. You shall divide as an inheritance the land which uh, I swore to your fathers to give them. Right. So now uh, he's not only just talking about, you know, be stay, you know, whatever it is, be strong and of good courage just because of an enemy. He's talking about, you, you still got a job to do with these people. I mean, if you stop and you think, I mean, it's, this ain't a lightweight task, okay? It's not about just going in and be a warrior and back the enemy, you know, out, out of the land, so to speak. But now you're going to have to go back and you have to deal with all these people and you have to divide up land. Now, I don't know if you've ever been, you know, any, if any kind of, a, uh, you know, property line, line uh, disputes or anything like I had one piece of property one time where, uh, you know, I had uh, a neighbor that uh, didn't agree with where uh, we thought the property line was. Now, to me, it wasn't that big a deal because of where it was at. It just, it did, it just kind of, you know, nothing. But, but uh, he was pretty uh, persistent on the fact that, <clears throat> that where we had our stuff back there, it was not, shouldn't be there because that's on his property kind of a thing. Well, but, you know, when it came right down to it, we were both a little bit wrong. Uh, we had to kind of, you know, go check it out and have a surveyor come out and do all that kind of thing. But the bottom line is that was just two neighbors, okay? And, and, and it could have got ugly. It didn't. You know, everything was fine. But it, it could have got real ugly. But I know people who have dealt with uh, property line disputes, and, it, and it, was, it, it was just that, a dispute. It was, it was definite an ugly situation. And they kind of go on from there, not being, you know, good neighbors with each other, not being happy neighbors. Amen. And I don't want that. Amen. I wouldn't want that. 
But you think about that. That's just one property line. Now we're talking about taking the, all the land, this promised land, and divide it up amongst, you know, 12 tribes of people, which, uh, you know, some agree that there, there's literally millions of Israelites here. Okay, now we're talking about every, all this being divided up now for all these people. And, you know, that's a pretty big task. Now, there's nothing lightweight about that. So I, I kind of, when I look at this, where he says, you know, uh, to be strong and of good courage, it's not just because of an enemy. It's also because, you know, you're, you're going to have people things and, uh, you know, circumstances, situations that are wrapped around people. And, you know, uh, you know, sometimes people uh, can be really wonderful and sometimes they can be ornery, you know, and sometimes, you know, they can, uh, you know, one minute you, you just, you know, want to hug them and the next minute you want to slug them. You know, I mean, it, it's, you know, I, you didn't hear me say that, right? Anyway, the point is this, all right, it's a truth, okay, because, you know, when you got people involved in things, there's going to be moments of pressure. There's going to be some things that not everybody agrees on. And with that, okay, you're going to have to take courage amen, and deal with things and not be, you know, so taken under every time there's a little pressure moment, all right? That's just the facts, amen. Somebody made a statement one time, you know, if, if it wasn't for people, ministry would be fun, you know, but the fact is, is that there is no ministry without people because ministry is about people, amen. And, you know, if you've got a business, you know what I'm talking about, or you work in a company, you know what I'm talking about. If you, I mean, you go to a family reunion, you know what I'm talking about. I'm just, just as the facts, okay, because you're dealing with people, amen. Not everybody always agrees on everything. And so he's talking to Joshua here that it's not just about, you know, the opposition, but also your own brethren, all right. You're going to have to keep this in mind. Now, you say, well, why are you hammering on that? Well, if you remember, uh, Moses, uh, you know, part of the problem was people. That first generation didn't even get to go in the promised land because of people issues. You know, they wouldn't listen to God and they had conflict and issues, all that kind of stuff. And remember, Moses himself didn't even get to go in the promised land because of people. Right. He got angry, got upset, did something he shouldn't have done all because of people. All right. His own people. Are you hearing me? And uh, now I'm not going to hammer on that too long. But the bottom line is, OK, we're talking about, you know, you're going to have to be strong and of good courage. Amen even with everyday living. So to me, this is important. Amen. Do what it takes to keep yourself, amen, in a place of, of uh, to be encouraged. There's the word. Stay encouraged. Amen. That's what we, how we're going to word it. Stay encouraged. Amen. Do what it takes to do that. If it means uh, so much time in prayer, so much time in the word, if it means, you know, making sure you don't skip, uh, you know, the house of God, you know, stay going to the, uh, to the services, doing everything it takes, praise God, to keep yourself fueled and Keep your fire lit, praise God. Keep yourself in a place of, uh, you know, uh, where the joy of the Lord, your strength, praise God, and you're moving forward, amen, and, and got some sense of excitement about it, praise the Lord. A lot of people uh, lose that fire, lose that excitement because of just people things that just constantly uh, hit them. And so pretty soon they kind of lose that fire. They lose uh, enthusiasm. They lose that, that fervency, that, uh, that joy. And that's a fact. It can happen. And believe me, it can happen. All right. So he's telling Joshua, you know, stay encouraged. Make sure you do what's necessary to keep yourself encouraged. Amen. So you don't have some of the same kind of things that happened to Moses happen to you. That's just a fact. All right. Are you still with me? Praise the Lord. Verse 7. Only be strong. He repeats himself. Only be strong and, of, and 
very courageous, I like how he says that, very courageous, that you may observe to do according to all the law, and there was the things that he spoke here, which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Now get this, he said, do not turn from it uh, to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper or succeed here, it also means, amen, wherever you go. All right, and that's good instruction. But what he's bringing out here, first you notice he repeats himself about being courageous, amen, being strong. Hallelujah. But we notice there, he says, don't turn from it. Now, what he's talking about here is staying resolute, all right? Don't waver on this thing. Moses gave some instruction. You know what you should do. Don't waver on it. Don't turn to the right or left. Amen. Stay with it. Just stay on top of it. Amen. And to me, that's, that's, that's huge, okay, because that's the fact. And, and you see that in Joshua's life. I mean, Joshua obviously followed that right up to the end. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Amen. That's why he said, as for me and my house, we're going to serve God. Amen. And, and, and if you even kind of went back there in the end of Joshua and started reading through it, you even notice that they kind of argued with him about it. They said, oh, no, that ain't going to happen. To us. No, no, no. He said, listen, if you, don't, if you don't keep these things in check, you don't keep yourself moving forward in God, uh, you're, you're not going to finish right. And that's just the facts. And, and obviously, that's the truth, because it wasn't long after this whole, uh, you know, thing was done. Uh, what didn't take long, and they're already sliding backwards. I mean, it's just a fact. But, but Joshua made the decision to stay resolute, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. He just, uh, he just stayed with it, praise God. And he said, and as for me and my house, we're going to constantly serve God. Amen. That's the way it is. Amen. We're not going to waver. We're not going to back up. You ever come visit me, I guarantee I'll be serving God. Amen. Hallelujah. So stay resolute is what we're getting out of verse 7 here. Stay resolute, stay firm, amen, stay determined, amen, uh, insistent, amen, stay with it, amen, that whatever God begins to lead, guide, direct, show you things, stay with it, amen, don't lose sight of that, don't let go of those things, praise God, keep, uh, keep your walk intact, intact, amen, keep uh, moving forward like you should, amen, stay uh, pressing into God, amen, and resisting your enemy, just stay in a place of, of being resolute, amen, stay resolute, praise God. Verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate uh, in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way uh, prosperous and then you will have good success. Okay, and you see several things in here. You know, he's talking about keeping, uh, you know, the word going in. Amen. Keep what God says going in. Keep it coming out your mouth. Keep your mouth involved. Get your mouth. Make sure your mouth is, is, is working for you and not against you is what he's talking about here. Amen. Guard what you meditate on, what you give your attention to. I mean, it's very clear. And he says, then if you do that, you begin then to walk this thing out right. Amen. Hallelujah. And it says you'll observe to do according to all that's in it. Amen. All that's written in it. Praise God. Hallelujah. And everything that was declared. And it says, if you'll do that, then you will make your way prosperous. And that's a word uh, that means productive, okay? Um, and that, to me, is what it's about. It's about staying productive, all right? And I believe that's what he's telling to Joshua. If you'll do these things, you'll stay productive with this. It'll always work for you. Amen. You know, be attentive of what I'm saying. Uh, keep your attention on that. You know, if you're going to talk, talk that. Talk what I say. Don't talk what everybody else is saying. Talk what I say, praise God. And he said, if you'll do those things, you'll begin to walk this thing out right. You won't have any struggle with this. Amen. And you'll be productive. Amen. So he's talking about uh, you'll make your way prosperous or, or productive. It literally, the word also means to push forward or break out profitably, favorably, uh, to be productive, gainful, or fruitful is what that word means. Amen. So I believe... Verse 8 is about staying productive. Do what it takes to stay productive. And then it says, and then you will have good 
success. And that literally means having the desired result. When it's talking about good success, it means having the desired result. In other words, you'll be productive and you'll have the desired result. The result you want, amen, is to finish this thing, finish it right, praise God. Uh, you know, possess the land like you're supposed to, amen. Uh, no, uh, you're not, you know, failing here and failing there and slipping up here and slipping up there. Amen. If you will just stay with this kind of thing, you're going to stay very productive. Praise God. You'll get the desired result you want. Praise God. And to me, that's exactly what he's saying here. Amen. If you will do these things. Amen. Stay attentive. Amen. Stay pliable. Stay assertive. Stay aware. Amen. Stay accountable. Amen. We're going through these again. Stay encouraged. Stay resolute. And again, stay productive. Praise God. Hallelujah. If you're following God, I guarantee you these are things that are going to have to be kind of moving in you a little bit. Praise God. And the last verse here, verse 9, that we're going to do today. And that is, have I not commanded you? Now, look again. He's repeating himself a third time. Be strong and have good courage. (laughs) I think he's trying to say something, right? All right, be strong and of good courage. But then he says, do not be afraid, okay? Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. Okay, now the word afraid here is a word, let's go ahead and define this. Uh, it just means to be harassed and oppressed by fear, okay? And then the word dismayed uh, refers to being beat down or discouraged by fear or to be terrorized, okay? And the, that word again. Uh, and he says that, do not be afraid nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Now, obviously, what he's talking about here is stay fear-free, okay? And that's the way I'm worded it, okay? To stay fear-free. That's the last one for today. Stay fear-free. Do what it takes. Stay fear-free. No fear. Praise God. The Word says he's not given you a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Amen. Hallelujah. So he's not giving you a spirit of fear. Fear ain't coming for God, from God. Amen. Hallelujah. So he's saying, listen, don't allow fear in. If you allow fear in, you're not going to finish the job. If you, if you allow fear in, uh, you're not going to finish like you're supposed to. All right? So you're going to have to stay clear of fear. Stay fear free, praise God. Amen. God has not given you a spirit of fear. I think Romans 8 brings out, uh, he's not giving you a spirit of bondage again to fear, but a spirit of adoption which cries out, Abba, Father, praise God. Amen. He's not given you a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Praise God. It says that in 2 Timothy. Praise God. Child of God, I hope you got something today. Praise God. Again, just kind of another individual talking about Joshua today. I just think a pretty good example of the things that we're talking about, about choosing life and what it means to choose God, choose life. Praise God. Amen. And do and finish and fulfill all that God wants us to finish and fulfill. Amen. And I I believe with all my heart that you grab something today, at least a few nuggets here. Praise God. Amen. Hope you got blessed. Father, I give you praise and glory. Thank you so much for a people of God that have an ear to hear, a heart to receive, and again, for opening the eyes of our understanding. We give you the praise and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Child of God, I call you blessed. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to watch the video of this message, head over to vimeo.com forward slash victory, or go to Jerry Roberts Ministry on Roku. For more information about who we are and what we do here at Order Victory, check out the website at wovictory.org. That's wovictory.org. See you there.